Welcome to Sin City with Nick Manessis and Dane McLean. Live chat about everything cinema, from new releases, iconic films, and plenty more for you movie lovers. Live for CMRU.ca. And now, to the men behind the mic. Hello again, MRU. We are back today with Sin City. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Manessis. And this is your co-host, Dane McClay. Thank you guys for coming today. This is going to be incredible. Yes. We have a very yes. special guest with us today, Jonas Williams. How are you doing? Welcome to Sin City. Thank you. Glad jo- to be here. And joined by our guest host, the amazing John Swan. John Hello. Swan. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> So, we, so before we get to today's topic, which of course is the films of A24, we'd like to get to know you a bit more, Jonas. Like, we've been told that you are a huge film buff here, and yeah. what are some of your like your influences, your inspirations to where you are now? To influences? Uh, are you talking just like films I like love, or like films that are influencing things that I work on that like inspire me? Both would be nice to hear, man. Both? Like, I'd say my favorite films are, like, Kill Bill. Uh, there's a lot of, like, underrated uh, Korean movies I've been watching that I, like, are really am really into right now. Mm. But for inspiration for films I'm working on, since, like, I'm working off of a low budget, well, like, no budget, I'd say, like, films that take place in, like, a really small environment, like uh, 12 Angry Men is, like, a big inspiration because it all takes place in one room. And it's, like, telling a story all in one room with, like, minimal cast. That's why I like the A24 film Ex Machina, because it's like a three-person cast. So I see those are like inspirational for me. Nice, nice. Very good, very nice. And you recently told me also that uh, you are working on a film that you plan to shoot next month on August. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Uh, yeah, it's like it's hard to explain the like concept of the film, but it's basically about a woman with like psychosis, and it's all told in like one room with a. She's the only like actor in the film besides this like alien being, or I don't know if it's alien. It's kind of up for the viewer to interpret what it is, but it's all told in one room about a woman with psychosis. Mm. Very intriguing. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Good luck on that one, man. Oh. oh. Guess I'll just wait for him to come back. <laughs> Connection issues, probably. Maybe. I'm just gonna go yeah. with my yeah. I am kind of forgetting what I had on my list. Well, like I know my top three, but I forget after that. Yeah, I know my top three. It was actually really hard. It was it was very hard to uh, decide for um, my list. I had to change it oh. because I looked back and I was like, "Oh, that was an A twenty four film." Yeah, I'm happy with my list though. I think I think yeah. It should be good though. Awesome, nice. cool, sh- and cool shades. By the way, John, really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there's um, there's a couple I gotta like rewatch again for A24 because I I thought like I thought for for A24 I thought like the first one like I saw was in like 2016 like The Witch. But it was actually like back in like 2015 or 2014 was the first time I saw an A24 film. Sorry, hey there. Oh, there he is. Repeated, but I'm back. I just like. Yeah, technology issues. No worries, it's cool. We were just uh, talking about uh, A24 still. Yeah. uh, Okay, yeah. But you were talking about your your short film? Favorite ones? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I I cut me off. My computer overheated, but we're good. I think so where just technology happens <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it's pretty much as I explained about the short film and most of it is left to like interpretation of, so that's kind of an issue like premise of the movie it sounds awesome yeah because i like i like movies that are like that because sometimes it's not like uh literal it's like it's up to the viewer and like the imagination is like cooler that way because like everyone will have a different like point of view of like how how the movie ends or like what was the message of the movie so yeah i'm really interested in that that should be awesome yeah thank you i'm pretty excited to start filming it and you're filming it this summer, you're saying? Uh, hopefully by next month. We ordered a bunch of equipment, and we're just waiting for it all to come in. But hopefully, nice. like, next month, if everything comes in. I'm going to be using it to apply to uh, Toronto Film School, because you need oh, to, like, submit okay. a project to apply. Yeah, so that's what I've been that's doing not... it for. Yeah, I remember you were telling me about... Um entering film school but i didn't know you're doing a a film project to enter for that but that sounds pretty awesome and i feel like yeah the summer is like the best time to make like a film project i feel yeah yeah, it's like all that free time and like you just want to be out and stuff yeah yeah exactly Uh, yeah since like it makes it a lot easier too that it's like all in one room so just in case it gets pushed back and if it's like colder it doesn't matter about the because it'll all just be in like one room that's why like i'm pretty Mm -hmm. happy with like i'm not too worried about like weather like when we film it like i'm not rushing it at the moment but yeah like summer's like perfect for doing projects or anything Yeah. yeah it's a nice vibe for me, it's been, like, a little harder because I've been, like, working a lot, but, yeah, I've, yeah, I'm trying to make it work, yeah. There's always that um, conflict between, like, work and then, like, the work that you actually want to do. I feel yeah. like there, that's, like, a common, like, conflict for, like, uh, younger you people find- that want to, yeah. Yeah. But I and feel you, that. Like- yeah you need like the money to support the other one so they kind of like go hand in hand in some ways it's the grind yeah yeah, exactly Mm -hmm. oh yeah 
yeah definitely it's a balancing act right mm-hmm. to stay creative but yeah at the end of the day you need some funding for everything so yeah like it's it's inspiring though when you listen to a lot of filmmakers that uh, I read a really good article about the Sundance Film Festival probably two years ago with all of the um, directors that were chosen for the festival. They they kind of gave insight into like what their daily lives were outside of filmmaking, and it kind of made me feel a lot better. Like it was like wow, okay, this is really kind of crazy. Like I, I expected all of these Sundance filmmakers to be like that's their full time thing, that's all that they do, but they actually have to like juggle so many different things to even fund these projects. So it gave me some inspiration. as like okay, like it's kind of how it works for everyone in a way. You have to sort of find money somehow mm-hmm. through your job and find your passion projects that way so it's it's really like a testament to how much you want to do something if you are willing to kind of uh you know you have to put in a little bit of work somewhere to to be able to cover your costs so i think it's it's great that you're doing that that's awesome yeah, thank you it'll all pay off in the end too Oh, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> good luck on that. Uh, like, it doesn't turn out, it's still like, a good experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every experience is worth it in the end. Absolutely. Building yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, regarding your, like, your interest in taking your career path in the film industry, what was it? Like, what was your, your calling? What was it that inspired you to begin? your path in the film industry well i think i recently got into like actually wanting to like make my own movies like i started like i was i like always have like loved watching movies i feel like i've seen like a lot of movies well i'm assuming everyone here yeah um yeah but oh, i was yeah. a kid um but i recently got into it because i was in this film class for my high school i just graduated this year but we had like lots of writing assignments and i feel like i got more into the writing side of film but never like thought i'd actually make something with it but my friend who i met i didn't realize this but he's also into like cinematography so right now we're kind of like bringing the two together and co-directing it he's doing cinematography i'm doing the writing and script like i'm more into interested in like the writing side more than the visual side and storytelling and i'd say what like got me into it was just like watching all the films like growing up and then finding my friend who i'm working on it with and like actually seeing that i can it's like uh how do i say it like it's actually real like a possibility that i can actually make my own Wow. Nice. Incredible. And you said you just finished uh, grade 12 this year? Yeah, just finished grade 12. Got my nice. diploma in a bit. Yeah. Happy graduation, by the way. Congratulations, Thank man. You. Yeah, congrats. That's, that's huge. That's huge. It gets better, it gets better after you graduate. Yeah, 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 for sure. I can already, well, coronavirus, I mean, it kind of helped me in a way because mm-hmm. I didn't have to go to school so I could get a full-time job. And I feel like if I didn't have the job, I, there's like no way I would be able to buy anything or any equipment for the movie. Okay. Yeah. So it helped us a lot in that way. Yeah. Yeah, this year like yeah. really hit everyone hard but i guess there's like some good things that like came from it too as well 
yeah, I guess yeah. we just gotta make the best of like we just gotta make the best of like the worst I guess I'm not sure if I'm not, if I'm saying that correctly but yeah yeah for sure I understand and where did you um where, where, I know like I've been searching like a lot of rental equipment places are closed or not renting stuff so there are still some places loading yeah up. Oh, that's uh, it's we didn't we're not using like full-on equipment we're trying to save for that yeah. for future right now i can show you right now i got one second here i got this um anamorphic lens for iphone so it's just like tiny lens that attaches onto your phone and like the, it actually like looks amazing and like super cinematic so i feel like since like we don't have much money we're trying to do it on like a super low budget and we found this like it's like 200 dollars, but it like it makes it look like amazing and it has like the cinematic black lines and i feel like we're just making it work like this but yeah not a lot of places <clears throat> Sorry, not a lot of places were renting out equipment when we were looking. We were trying to rent the, I think it's the GH5 he wanted to rent, but we ended up just trying to do it from our phone because we don't have the money to drop on an expensive camera right now. Yeah, that's smarter these days. Impressive. Also, iPhones have terrific cameras, so you see a lot of feature films today being produced on iPhone. So it gives you all the confidence to say, why not, right? Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. High quality camera. So. Like Tangerine. I, I haven't seen that. Yeah, film. that's uh, just yeah. Say, yeah. Tangerine. I think um, there's been at least another one, I think. Uh, but Tangerine was a great movie. That was that was my introduction to like iPhone cinema. And that was it's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. movies, which I that was, was about. Is that A24? I don't think it is, but I, it, it feels like it is one, an A24. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think um, it is. <laughs> that one was even filmed on, like, a way older model of iPhone. That wasn't even when they had, like, amazing cameras, too. So, like, that's pretty... Because we're using, like... My friend has, like, a way newer iPhone with, like, the, like... Uh, you know the the good cameras, but Tangerine was it was filmed on like iPhone five, I'm pretty sure, or something like that. Yeah, like that it's was cool like that they made it work. Fourteen, like yeah, someone like that. Like if they can make it work with that, anybody can like make it work with any phone. I think. Nice. I'm trying to get my own camera right now. I, I see an opportunity. Uh, I didn't daily use John, but like recently, our university, um, John's and Dane's and ours, is hosting a, a contest where we must create a logo for our program broadcasting. And who oh yeah, right. The best gets a $150 prize, which is a Canon. Was it a Canon video camera? Mm. Oh, is that the? I didn't know that was the prize. That's pretty awesome, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, right. the logo you made is pretty awesome too for that. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, you guys also planning to uh, like submit your own logos, maybe? Uh, I, I didn't make one actually. If you want, you could you, you could go for it for sure. But uh, I didn't have any like ideas for it. But I like Nick's logo though. It's very like 70s, 80s for the, the broadcasting one. Thanks, man. Thank you, John. Did you uh, make one, Dane? Uh, I haven't yet, but I think probably I'll try to make something today. Or tomorrow. Oh, yes. I think so. Because I think it's only for the, it's only for the, it, was it only the contest was only for the broadcasting students or like, was it any MRU student? 
or just anyone. I'm not too sure. About I'm that. not sure either. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know fully, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, if you if you have these opportunities to win a prize, I don't see why not. Yeah. One um, pretty interesting thing I saw. I could send it to you guys. It's I think it's due at the end of today, so it's it's cutting it pretty short. But it's a it's a found footage uh, film festival or film competition. So you you cut together a movie from footage that you had pre-existing footage. So like it could have been like B-roll from another project. It could have been just, just video that you just had on your phone. Like, you know, sometimes you just film your everyday life sometimes, right? So they're, they're doing something really interesting with just like footage that you just had lying around on your camera or on your phone and trying to piece it together to create some narrative in, in this pre-existing footage. So it's a pretty cool opportunity. I think they're offering um, some money for it. I think it's based out of, I think it's either Canadian or in a U.S. Uh, competition, but it looks pretty cool, actually. You can it's good for, well. like, ex- experience, too. Like, yeah, even if you, like, don't win or not, like, I feel like that's just... Um, experience is important like might as well just try it like yeah you still you still edited something and, and it's yeah still a portfolio piece so that's how yeah. like I see it like if there's ever like a contest or anything like it's not always about the prize but it's just about like just going for it and like not expecting much and like if you do win like that's awesome but exactly for sure yeah. practice yeah practice yeah. definitely and, um, and Jonas, uh, aside from your work in film, you also you also mentioned that you are a, a DJ as well. Like, could you mention yeah. more about that to us? Your musical side too. That's correct. Um, I've been DJing for a while. I, when I was younger, I took classes at this like local school called Beat Drop. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of Beat Drop. Yeah, it's it was pretty fun and it kind of like got me into it. I mainly do like like uh, I don't know how you, like I call them concept mixes where I like make like a con I think of a concept and like make music or not make music but uh create like a mix around that. Yeah, you did uh, the 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 Holy Mountain one from yeah, so, and like, a lot the, of them were inspired by the movie. Off. Yeah, yeah, exactly, stuff like that. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones I recorded. Good that job on that one, by the way. I really like. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Howdyowski, great movie. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. yeah. And almost made uh, Dune. Oh yeah, mm. and Jonas uh, also. Dane and John here happen to be re- really great musicians. If you need help in a future project, oh thanks. <laughs> you, what kind of music do you guys do? Um. Oh, sorry. Were you gonna go first? Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, you go ahead, John. You go. You go ahead. Um, well, um, <laughs> I know we talked on uh, Instagram before, but I'm mainly like a, a rapper singer, but I do also play uh, guitar and keyboards. Oh, really? so I'd yeah, say that's... the I, I don't know if have you heard have I sent you my music before? Or have you heard it? Think, yeah, I've never heard your music yet. I remember I seen you at a uh, uh, wreck the mic one time, like I oh, yeah, like with, a long. Um, long was it uh this year yeah i think so yeah this year it was uh oh, probably yeah, that winter. one yeah, yeah yeah that was an interesting one because i was 
Not ready for that one, actually. They just did told me out. Uh, yeah, I did. I performed with a group. It was just a guest verse, but that was an interesting oh. night because I wasn't ready at all. <laughs> yeah, since I was underage, I had to leave early, so I didn't get to see you. But yeah, that was Are you still pretty. You're still 17, or? Yeah, I turned 18 in September. Oh damn! Yeah, I for I forgot about that for ten at ten thing, but I'd say um for the music thing, I'd say going like for sound, I'd say I'm alternative R and B. I kind of I like to experiment a lot. Um, okay. I've been singing more than rapping though, and playing more guitar. I'm trying to get into like actually producing music, but like it's pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to take like a course or something online course, but all of them are super expensive. But yeah, I'm really yeah. trying to get. Um, I feel like just yeah, just watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, and like yeah, you'll you'll get it eventually. Like lessons are like for making like music it's pretty expensive but i feel like if you just like sit down and like practice every day you'll like eventually get it yeah and it's just something with focus too like like yeah That's true. i feel like i just have like too many things on the go so i never like am consistently able to just sit down and yeah practice yeah. i think it's just yeah uh, one thing at a time i feel Oh yeah. Like one yeah. one one's uh how do I say it? Sorry. Uh one goal at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah one goal. Like master time. one thing and then yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Very wise words, John Swan. How about James, what kind of music are you into? Uh, so as far as what I'm into, like I, I love I love everything, every genre. I have favorites in every genre, but for what I'm what I'm wanting to produce, mainly I'm wanting I'm wanting to focus on um, I'm still in the demo process, so I, I'm still still trying to find like a hopeful complete version of my tracks. Like I have I've released a few tracks that I I'm like hoping to create into a fully mastered version of the four of them with some help. I th I'm kind of wanting to go into more of like a, a group direction. Like I'd like to probably be in a band of some sort based off of the sound that I'm working on. So it's, it's, it's kind of electronic ambient. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. My main influences have been a lot of eighties synth pop sort of, oh, that's really Dark Wave and yeah, like Nick Joy Division. Yeah, what you're describing kind of sounds like. Do you know Bonobo? It kind of yeah. oh yeah, uh, yeah, close to that. Yeah, okay, I think I understand. I haven't that. heard them in a while. Yeah. I love them so. Yeah, that that would be that would be a great direction to go into. So, yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah I'm just trying to just trying to find like a like a group that I can. Like I'm not that talented. I can only do synth and vocals, so I'm like trying to branch out into finding other people to work with. So, yeah. But I have like I've... a oh direction I want to go in. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say like I definitely be down to like collab or whatever, just to like work on something. Yeah. Your yeah. jam session. That'd be amazing. Yeah, of course. I'll send you some of my stuff that I've put out. So that'd be so cool.
Oh yeah, go for it, guys. It'll be like walking into the steam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nice reference. But yeah, me and me and uh, Dane, since we were both going to, was it last year? But yeah, we were both going to Mount Royal, and then in the, I forgot what the the rooms are called, but in the broadcasting area, sometimes at night we just like have jam sessions. Oh, really? With the keyboards. We're trying to make some like. Uh, have you heard of the group uh, Dirty Beaches? Um, I don't think so. It's like um, kind of like a uh, vintage, like indie, almost like 1950s sounding kind of stuff. Yeah, that sounds. I'll definitely. We're trying to make some stuff like that. Yeah, Dirty Beaches is he's um a Canadian artist. He's, he's so cool. Like, he's kind of lo-fi meets... It's like lo-fi Yeah, lo-fi. Um, That's just where I was looking Oh, for. yeah, I see. Like, like John said, uh, it sounds like it's from the 50s, like like Elvis. It sounds like the ghost of Elvis Presley, kind of, but, like, put That's through, like, cool. layers of lo-fi, just, like, distortion. Yeah, kind of a little shoegaze in there, too. And Exactly, yeah. yeah. I could send you his stuff uh, later, Jonas. Yeah, that would be awesome, actually. He was actually. He was also. Uh, um, he has a David Lynch influence too. Like his music is very David Lynch sounding. Like yeah. the surreal, the surreal, like the really cool stuff. Yeah, I love like surrealist anything, like music, movies. Yeah. Like nice. art in general. Mm. Surreal art is like it's very trippy to look at. It's. I like how it's like um, the experimental aspect of it. It's just all, also like just like strange objects turned yeah. into like lifelike creatures. It's very interesting. Like a razorhead kind of. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen uh, Under the Skin? I'm pretty sure it's A24, but it's like a surrealist type movie. I actually, I haven't seen that yet, but I do know uh, that's Scarlett Johansson, right? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but how was that one? I thought it I was like see it. It was really good. That was uh we watched it in film studies during our surrealism unit and I I really enjoyed it. But it, to be it's hard to enjoy a movie like sitting in a class, so I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I I should probably rewatch it outside of the class, but I I remember like really enjoying it. Yeah, that's how I feel. I I like watching movies like by myself sometimes yeah. i don't know sometimes in a classroom setting it kind of it kind of i don't it kind of like ruins the art a little bit i feel because it's like kind of turned into like an assignment yeah, yeah. definitely i'm i don't know like, how to it's, it's kind of hard to explain but yeah. yeah i see what you mean like you can't just enjoy it in your own head you have to like have it manipulated by like the you have to think like about an it. essay and yeah like, exactly uh, like I still in, I still like enjoy doing projects and whatever on the movies, but I think like I enjoy like actually like experiencing it in like a home or like in a theater or something. Rather like because the classroom they like pause it every like few seconds. Yeah. Like, and then, like, yeah. The people talking and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, I remember high school film classes were like that. I, I like better... Well, I love I loved my high school film classes because they introduced me to so many great movies that I didn't know about. But um, my university film classes that I've been in have been a little bit more like... As soon as they press play, like it's it's like a screening experience. It's like being at the theater, right? So like, yeah, like, oh, really? an auditorium. Yeah. You're kind of like not sitting right beside everyone. You have kind of that like private experience of the movie, and also the the professor just plays it. Like, there's no talking through it or anything. So that's what I like more of is that sort of like like yeah. you treat it like it's like a, like a uninterrupted experience. I think that's uh, that's way more enjoyable. And so it's meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. What uh, school did you go to for film? Was that at MRU? Yeah, so I, I'm at MRU and I'm um, yeah, I'm still there. And I'm just doing film classes. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm kind of working towards a film minor. That's and, cool. Um, yeah, to go with my degree. So it's been really, it's been really good. It's been How really is MRU for film? Uh, well, like our program that Nick and I are in, like um, it's it's kind of a focus of like all all sorts of media. So you have you have of journalism, elements of film, elements of documentary filmmaking, elements of um, I guess news production. So it's like it's like a it's like a assortment of like all visuals media but you can you can kind of focus on one specific aspect that you're more interested in your like the third and fourth year of the program with your independent projects you can fully decide what route to go in so everyone every student's kind of into something different have like you have a good mix of um of people in your in your program and then it's it's great because you have uh, equipment all the time like yeah free equipment you can rent out like beautiful canon c100s and like all the audio equipment you have studio spaces for shooting in to edit in so it's it's really good for the like for the for the value it's it's really good and it's really up to you to kind of decide like how much to, you want out of it like how much you want to rent out equipment and use it yeah so for me it's more about like the writing aspect and the storytelling so i don't know do you think it do they like accommodate those kind of things or is it mainly about actually filming like with the camera like cinematography the the nice thing with that so like the program is more like technical so you're learning about the the camera settings you're learning about how to light a a shot you're learning all of those things but then also for other classes you can take like there's creative writing classes you yeah there is a class offered it's like script writing um a class offered on fiction writing um and then film studies classes so it's it's really up to you like if you want to do like other classes outside of the, the the major you can also do that so it's really it really comes down to like the individual how they want to customize their experience which is nice yeah, yeah. yeah. So for my upcoming semester i'm planning to take up a minor for film studies and also one one thing i've learned about what Dan here has been saying is that here in in both cases in broadcasting and film they're really are no no rules like the you basically make the rules themselves like you determine what your own path is there's no like instruction manual you are the writer yeah that sounds like something i'd be interested in go for it yeah yeah that's that's what i've kind of learned from my experience there is um if you find like-minded people that are into the same stuff as you it, it makes it so much more easy and fun to to create stuff um, but it comes down to your 
your friends that you make there. And I think that's the same with any sort of university experience, right? Like it comes down mm -hmm. to people you're around and um, that, that's who you end up collaborating with while you're in school and everything. So yeah, you have a lot of chance that like what, what you want to do. So Absolutely. MRU is a really ch chill environment too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. It's um yeah. It's not too big. It's, it's not too small, but it's um it's pretty easy to get around there. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. It's definitely a good environment. I feel. If you're, I feel like. Not real. Yeah. Right now, I have like, I'm just trying to apply to Toronto Film School. I don't know why, but I feel like it's just directed at me because I'm also interested in like fashion design, that kind of stuff as well. So I Word, they offer yeah. fashion design and film. So I feel like it's like the perfect place for me. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Go for it. That'd be, be awesome. I definitely go for it. Sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then you'll start applying. These, these months probably start your application processes and everything. Yeah. I, I, I like, well, my friend and I are both applying to it. So technically I could apply now because I've already written enough scripts to apply with, but I also want to just like do this project first before I apply. So I can apply like showing them the visual aspect too. Cause I feel like that'll better solidify me getting into the program. If they see that I actually like made something with it, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Wish you good luck. And so let's get to today's topic, which is A24. So, yes. like, I, my first t time watching an A24 film would have to be in 2015 when I watched Ex Machina. And, but at that time, I, I had no idea it was A24 until that. It's pretty great. Like, there's something about that studio that just clicks. Like, it's we're watching films that are new, like with stories mm -hmm. never been seen or heard before, and gives more. And it also it gives more opportunity for independent filmmakers. Definitely. Yeah, I just feel like with with every like release they have, it's like it's like. Um, really good original stories compared to what the Hollywood studios put out. Cause you have stuff like first cow and then like hereditary and then like lady bird. And then you have something like the lighthouse and then uncut gems. And those are like all different like genres. Yeah. And it's awesome how that's like all under a 24. I feel like a 24 is definitely like the, it's the future for movies and like the movies that they put out they like they like will become like cult classics in the next 20 years or so yeah i agree yeah and definitely like maybe they, maybe even like less years than that but yeah i'm just really amazed at what they put out it like it's really awesome like they just put less restrictions on the directors and stuff and i feel like that's what makes them really good yeah like, like the creative freedom is like yeah, all like there yeah exactly. yeah exactly. and they don't need like most of them they don't need big budgets to be great yeah that's true yeah. yes <laughs> yeah Definitely. in fact throughout since this quarantine began we have like so many film ideas like we got a, a young james bond film and we're all yeah we're all to distribute it to 824 when once we get this all done 
Oh, that would actually. Yeah, be me, um, me, uh, Nick, and uh, uh, Dane. Uh, during the quarantine, like we had this group chat, and we were just thinking of some like film ideas, and we talked about A twenty four a lot, and then we also thought of an idea about like a James Bond like prequel. Are you talking about like, you know, <clears throat> sorry. In uh, Skyfall, when it shows his, I'm pretty sure it's Skyfall when they show his like childhood mansion. Are you talking about that era when he's like a kid living in that big house? Or yeah, that's kind of like the inspiration. But uh, yeah, that we kind of had like a another original idea where it's like a teenage like version. No, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's still it's still in the rough process, but. Um, yeah, we just had uh, a lot of like film ideas for like and like stuff for like uh, some Star Wars like standalone movies and stuff. But yeah, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> and there's it's one. Like, um, you go oh, first. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was gonna say it's it's like a coming of age James Bond movie, so it'll be like sort of. Uh, <laughs> it'll be great. Like it'll show like what influenced Bond when he was young and like what, and with a great soundtrack too. You know, like The Smiths and yeah. <laughs> 80s. Yeah, it'll like take place in the 80s. Oh yeah, that would be a cool setting. Are you talking yeah. about like Daniel Craig, James Bond? So he's like middle aged in the two thousands. I guess it would be like its own timeline. I think. Oh, I see. Yeah. If not, maybe just even like a standalone like movie. I see what you mean. Yeah. And we're we're planning to cast Tom Holland in the role of young Bond. That's oh. that's a rough idea for what we have Tom I Holland. I see yeah. that, but I also feel like he's. He's not like I don't know how to describe. Like I can see it, but I also like like I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Tom, that's like Spider-Man. I can't see the same person playing Spider-Man playing young James Bond. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I have to go for a, a lesser. I'm not an unknown. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. An unknown. Right. But we were like thinking of an idea like. When James Bond is like a teenager, he wouldn't be how he is like oh, when yeah, he's an adult. He's gonna be like more like introverted. And have you seen the movie Brick at all? Uh no, I've never seen that. Um, well, that's like an influence we have for the film. So Brick is a like about a a teenage like detective investi- investigating the murder of like his uh, ex girlfriend, but. That's kind of like one of like the influences for it. I could like send you that later. Yeah, that would be sick. And uh, but yeah, just like quarantine like gave us like all these ideas and back to A twenty four. We're just like talking about like uh, the original stories like that come from like uh, the film company. And it's yeah, it's just awesome how they get all that creative freedom because. I, I feel like that's what like makes a film like unique when it like tries to like break barriers and it tries to just be itself and just anything that takes like risks like is yeah, awesome. Yeah. And also has very like very diverse casts. Like I feel that's actually sending a good message to all all films out there. Mm-hmm. Like, like give more 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 voice in the in the creative world, not just creative world, but more in the casting decisions. Like Moonlight, for example, is one that comes to my mind. That one mm-hmm. has like not aside from the 
almost all black guys, there's also like the message of of love, how it doesn't always have to be, you know, big, like, you know, male and female. It always, it, it, in many forms as well. It's even one, it's even one best picture as well, the, like the very first LGBTQ film to win this picture. Like, I think this is a really good, you know, wake up call, a great step for all films out there. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Great acting too. Yeah, that, that, I put that one as my number one A twenty four movie. Ooh, like, I just, okay. I love like the lighting of the movie, especially like yeah. the shot. Like, I don't know. I just like something about like the visual aspect of that movie was just amazing. Right. The cinematography is very nice. Yeah, and I feel like for most A twenty four films too, like. I think it's just with that creative freedom, like that just makes like the cinematographers like do what they needed to do, and that's why it comes out like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the visual story. Sorry, the the visuals and and story and stories in A twenty four films, I think, are like the the selling point for me. Like, just consistently mm-hmm. original, consistently beautiful to look at, and it's yeah. always have an emotional impact on me. Like uh, almost every film I've seen, either they're either funny, they're either scary, they're either like just intense, in, innovative <laughs> in story, intense. It's just like they they have such a range of films attached to them. Yeah, that is really impressive. Oh yeah, and who could of course forget that fiasco in the Oscars where La La Land was supposed to win, but instead they mistook it for Moonlight. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, iconic moments. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I've talked about this a lot in the the group chat. But what, what I love about A twenty four the most would be how they they change the horror genre. Like yes, yeah, I see. What like the witch, hereditary, mm. yeah, the lighthouse. Like mm-hmm. this is like. This is like new, a new kind of horror. Like no, no jump scares, no over yeah. the top, or no of the, no more of those cliches. Like something new. Yeah. That. Yeah, definitely. I think it's about time that there was like a renaissance for horror movies too, and you could see that with movies like The Witch, and The Lighthouse, and Hereditary, and then Midsummer, of course. Oh yeah, I, I never mm. finished Midsummer. I, I like, I got pretty far in, and then I got like tired or something. I, but I remember, I remember getting up to like the, the guy like jumping off of the cliff, and then the hammer. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn. It's a it's a pretty intense movie, honestly. Like, yeah, it's, it wasn't even like jump scares, just like, and the fact that it's like in broad daylight too. Oh yeah, it's I, like they just made it like really like disturbing. Like, and plus the story is good too, and and the acting is amazing. And I really love like, I don't know, like the pagan stuff. I'm into that. Like, I feel like yeah, like really, it's scary mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, and Midsummer was happens to be made by Ari Aster, who also directed Hereditary. If you like, so yeah. I, I I never I, watched Hereditary. I'm, is it? I like. I heard it's like really, really good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a different. Um, it's different, but almost like similar to Midsummer, like for like techniques and stuff. Yeah, 
but it's definitely a watch. Um, uh, I don't just, I didn't know. I don't know how to pronounce the director's name, but yeah, he's like really good at horror. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, about Midsummer, I did at first when I, in my first view, I ra- I rated it like not as high as I should have, but after rewatch, I grew to appreciate the film even more because yeah. this is I've never seen a daylight horror film before. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like like the the two contrasting things like dark yeah. and light. Uh, like that, uh, the yin yang symbol. Mm-hmm, very much. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. The, the decision to use daylight for a horror film actually works to its advantage because it, like you said, John, it contrasts like some of the the, the gore. Like you never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so well done. And this film was actually, in a way, it's a dark look at toxic relationships and breaking mm-hmm. stories. The director was having, was in the middle of a nasty breakup while he was writing the film. So, oh. idea. I can kind of yeah. see that. I like, I read about the ending. It's like he gets like set on fire or something. <laughs> that's what I remember. So he like, that's like the night. It's, time yeah, time. pretty intense <laughs> stuff. I remember, yeah. <laughs> I've actually only seen it once. Um, I think it was during March, I think, just before COVID. I got to watch it again, but yeah. It's a pretty, like, um, pretty intense film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and not bad for Ari Aster. This was his second film, actually. Not bad for a second mm-hmm. film. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wait. So Hereditary was first, or? Yeah, Hereditary was twenty seventeen, I think. Uh, I could be wrong. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. My bad. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. And still still like to see both of those. Oh man. But like you see, you, sorry, sorry, sorry. You go first. Oh. I was just saying, I still like to see Midsummer. I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. Like, I wanted to, but I just keep missing it. So, that'll be my next, I think, my next one. Of my yeah. Hmm. I, have to, I have to do it. I feel like that movie is going to become like a cult. I think it even like already is a cult classic, but like. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It'll, it'll become a cult. It'll be like, um, like, it'll be like Exorcist, like status or something in like 20 years. <laughs> And even dressed like one of the cult members. Oh yeah, you got your white shirt. Oh, I didn't even notice. That. <laughs> <laughs> Was that in? What is he trying to tell us? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh boy. And uh, and sorry, and not interested. I'm just <laughs> you. I've seen the movie, man. <laughs> Uh, sorry, what were you gonna say? No, <laughs> um, Dane, you you've mentioned to me uh, on our on on our last podcast, Decade Play, that you've seen two of A twenty four's horror films, both made by the same director, Robert Eggers, and that would have to be The Witch and, of course, The Lighthouse. Great films, by yes. the way, for introducing. Yeah. yeah, Robert Eggers. He's one of the best young uh, directors out there right now. He. Yeah, the lighthouse. That's coincidentally. I had it number one, and then I realized Ex Machina was also a twenty-four. So I, I just spoiled my list. But yeah, it's in my top three. Um, it was in my top three too. I love that movie. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. 
is brilliant. It's a brilliant horror movie. That was actually my number one horror movie of the decade. I said. I love this this the cinematography in it too. Just the fact how they made it look like it was like made in the 1930s with like the aspect ratio and stuff. But it was actually like made like during like this decade, which I find amazing. Agree, yeah. and this was the film that that had me like believe that yes, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson has it as Batman. He will make an interesting Batman. Is he actually work, working on a Batman movie? Right? Yeah, he's he's gonna be the next Batman. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think he'll he'll it'll be a unique Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. It should be awesome. Yeah sure yeah like after seeing his recent performances with um the lighthouse and good time and um what's the other one the astronaut uh high life like he's got some really good acting skills i think he will kill it as bruce wayne that's right for sure oh, yeah i say yeah. he's one of the best out there right now i think one mm-hmm. of the best actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His last, the last few years of his career has been tremendous. He gets a lot of flack for like the Twilight movies, but if you look, if you go through his yeah, um, yeah. filmography, it, he's got some really good um, gems in there. Um, uncut gems, yeah, uncut gems. And everyone here has seen Uncut Gems, right? Yeah, I did. Hold on. I gotta ask you guys: Did that film like make you guys like? Did that film give you guys like anxiety? That made that movie gave me so much anxiety. Like (laughs) very much. So yeah. Yeah. Like edge of the seat. I kind of laughed a lot at it to try to like. Yeah. Like I I was feeling like you could either take this seriously and feel anxious, or you could just laugh at him because he's just a ridiculous guy yeah. <laughs> for all of the things he tried to do. So I was laughing through most of it because you just mm-hmm. it, you just it was just so bad how far like he took his like poor ideas you know what i mean yeah it's pretty funny great movie though excellent movie i got uncomfortable like from watching it but not in like a bad way and like a good way sort of because i was like oh there's like so many like things going on and like oh this is happening and that's happening and then the weekend comes on and i'm like yes and then like there's more like bad stuff happening it's like oh and the soundtrack is amazing too um yeah on the rocks point never like that whole, like, I don't know if I said that right, but um, yeah, yeah, one of the six point eight, and um, the whole incident with the weekend at the the club was just like it was just so awkward. Yeah, like, and walking away from the club after that, it's just like yeah. How did this? I guy love the weekend though. It's like, just oh. fought with a major pop star. He, yeah. Shout like, out totally, to the weekend. Totally thinks he's like in the right about everything. <laughs> and this film like it really this film really also it restored my faith in Adam Sandler's acting abilities I mean not not mm. a great actor he's really a great actor but Uncut Gems was like his yeah biggest of his career I say his I feel like he got snubbed yeah. for an Oscar honestly oh. yeah like um definitely sacrilege do you want to? He think he won an award for some show for some some award show. I can't remember which one, but that um, was cool. 
I think it was like yeah. an independent filmmaker award show. He he won a few things for it. He's really good at drama movies though, like um, uh, Punch Drunk Love mm-hmm. by uh, was it uh was that was that was PTA right? Paul Tom- was it Paul Thomas Anderson? Punch Drunk Love, I think it was. Uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah, like that was a that was like two thousand like two or two thousand three. That was a, I feel like that movie and like Uncut Gems are like two of his best like. All right. Drama performances. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. There's also like the underrated actor in there, Lakeith Stanfield. I don't know if you've seen yeah. any of his, like, uh, the Sorry to Bother You. It's a relatively new one. Like, I don't know. I forget the year, but it was like really, really good. He's a really good actor. Like, um, his stuff in Atlanta is pretty awesome. Yeah. People are saying he could, like, probably play, like, a good Joker, too. Well, like, I heard something oh, about I that. that. Yeah. Yeah. He also played uh, the the character in Death Note as well. He's, like, pretty versatile. Oh, like, yeah, L? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many movies that I, like, don't think he's in, and then he, I just, like, see him, like... Yeah, and then he's like, yeah. oh, who's in that one? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he in Get Out? He's, yeah, yeah, he was one of the. He was. He was like the first victim, I think. Was yeah. that him? He, yeah. was the, he was the one that they meet at the like uh, garden party. He's the one who says the famous "get out" one. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's him. But yeah, that's what I love about like a twenty four. Like, just the creative freedom is awesome for like the directors, and I feel like for the actors too. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. And what was the that the film that uh, the our other film idea we wanted for A twenty four? What was it called? Uh, Florida Man. Was that the one? Florida Man. Flor- Florida <laughs> Man. Yeah. We had a lot of ideas. Oh, was that the? Uh, oh wait, yeah, I remember. This is the one with. Um, oh, we we wrote it down somewhere. We wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> I've forgotten. It was about like robbers or something. And like, oh, the, the, yeah. It was like stealing like the camera lens. Um, who's, who's the direct, oh, what's the director's name? Harmony Corinne, I think. Was it Harmony Corinne's oh. camera lens? No, it was the director of Magic Mike. Who's that? Oh, yeah, I forget now. Oh, oh what's his name? But yeah, we had this like film idea of um, these like two, um, people that work at a camera I shop think it was uh from magic mike X, i think wasn't it yeah the director oh steven soderbergh there we go yeah like yeah <laughs> i remember that now soderbergh plans <laughs> but it was basically a film idea of these two um people that worked at a camera store and they really liked uh steven's like camera that he used in uh, Magic Mike and they planned to steal it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So it'd be like a black comedy sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, that, I feel like I, that's something I definitely watched. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly, I had this like a similar idea that I made for like film studies for my class in high school. Like it's hard to like take our like ideas seriously that we had in that class because like not everyone was taking it seriously. So like everyone yeah. and like just had fun with it. But we had like a movie exactly like that of like oh have you seen a uh, bottle rocket I think it's called yeah Wes uh, Anderson I feel like, that's his first uh, movie like, we were it was inspired by that like it was like these two guys who were like 
just trying to like rob this kid or something that like bullies them i feel that was like the idea i kind of like was inspired by the bottle rocket movie i love bottle rock i saw that during the start of quarantine pretty awesome for like that's like wes anderson's first movie right yeah that was his first movie Wow. Yeah, it's like pretty solid for like it didn't like do well when it first came out, but I feel like over the years it definitely came a cult classic. Plus, yeah. the cast is awesome too. The um, Owen Wilson, the, uh, the Wilson brothers, yeah, and then uh, what's his name? I keep forgetting. Uh, from The Godfather, Sonny Corleone. Um, uh, yeah, James Caan. Oh yeah, yeah. I think um, I think Wes Anderson, Owen Wilson. Speaking of like we were talking about earlier, who you meet in university and how that could really help your career. I think they met at uh, university in Texas. They were like classmates, I think. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they both went to the University of Texas at Austin, and that's where they met each other. Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson. That's similar to I did not know that. What's yeah. the movie about the the uh, it's like at Harvard and the janitor it has uh Robin Williams pretty sure. Oh um yeah. they also No that was sorry. Uh, well, I don't know why I can't think of it right now. Oh, what I know, which, Matt Damon, right? Yeah, Matt Damon, him, Matt Damon, and uh, what is that one called? Another uh, one. Oh. They were in the film school together, and then they made like a short film about. Yeah, him and like, Ben Affleck, idea. right? Yeah, Ben Affleck. That's who it is. Yeah, him and Ben Affleck made a short film, and then their teachers like, you need to make this into a feature film. Oh, so, Goodwill yeah. Hunting. Goodwill yeah, Hunting. Yeah, and then yeah, and Goodwill then they made Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, yeah. and they both met at uh, I forget which university, but yeah, and then their teacher told them that like, oh, you need to make this into a feature film. Yeah. Yeah. It happens quite often, actually. Like, yeah, it seems to, to be a pretty good place to to meet your future. You know, meet people that will be with you for the rest of your life. I think it's pretty important, right? So yeah, definitely. Just like yeah, the chemistry and stuff. Like yeah, then that will like uh, turn into good art. It's like the good chemistry that you have with a friend or person. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. True. It's like a meant to be sort of thing, like yeah, like Eureka. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Already happening, yeah. And and back to your point, John. Like yeah, because since A twenty four gives a lot of leeway for new independent filmmakers, I think there really is a strong possibility that any of our film ideas could really be distributed by yeah for the future. Like, I actually I do have like strong faith in like that James Bond one. Like I definitely want to make that. Or RTGM too. Yeah, there's all the we got some pretty good ideas, honestly. Like yeah. we can make them happen. Oh yeah. We got this. We sure got this. And now that we're past the, the hour, it's time to hear each other's lists. Our top right. three for four films. Let's start with our guest. You first, Jonas. Um, for number one, I put Moonlight. Number two, I put Uncut Gems. Number three, I put Ex Machina. And I put three honorable mentions, if that's okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I put Definitely. Mid 
Under the Skin yeah. and Climax, which was Ooh, like Gaspar No. Gaspar, yeah. I like really loved Gaspar No is one of my favorite directors. I think like uh, Into the, or Enter the Void. Yeah. Still gotta see yeah. it. I saw that in April, and I was like, I, I've always wanted to see it because you know, like it has the iconic uh, uh, title sequence at the beginning. And I, yeah. I remember watching that when I was like 17, 18, um, after high school, like over and over again. And I was like, so like, what is this movie going to be like <laughs> yeah. for the longest time? But then I finally watched it. It's actually a dark it. movie. And it oh is. my God, it's, it's crazy. But it's it's so, it's so out, like ambitious. Like you can't yeah. imagine how he pulled this off. Like the, the, the drone, like aerial shots are just like... Yeah, and the one it like it starts in first person with him like smoking, and then it like goes out and like spins around. I just love the like the camera movement. Yeah, I I don't know how they made the movie look like that. Like it's it's yeah. unbelievable how it like there's literally like seamless transitions between like interiors to exteriors of buildings and it's just like yeah. how did they do that it's just like it's like a, it's like god watching everyone it's just like oh yeah it's insanely good i've always wanted to learn how to how to use one how to use a drone like uh a few years ago i i bought one like from some from some store in banff uh, the, the source actually still need to get the hang of it so uh you, you, you ever you ever you ever guys uh jonas daniel you ever film like that like using a, a drone or an aerial shot you ever tried it I, I just got my drone license last year um through my through my work for my internship so that was cool i only flew it like two or three times it was just practice mainly like my my manager wanted to to train me to use it because you need you need someone to be there that has like um has a full license so i got my basic license so you need to be flying with someone that has like their full oh okay and you have to pass like an exam you have to pay for the license and everything i don't know there's a license for that actually that's interesting yeah there's there's a lot of like regulations with flying them especially in the city you can't fly them close to certain areas the airport um certain buildings etc and certain land like in the country like in the mountains too you have to be kind of aware of where you are so that was that was cool but i haven't actually filmed any projects on the drone on a drone yet oh. just just basically like practicing how to use it yeah how are you jonas uh i've never had any experience with a drone at all but like for the movie i was telling you about earlier that it's not necessary but we have an idea for one the final shot to be a drone shot like going upward like it starts down low the shot and then like just goes up into the sky but i don't i don't know if that'll actually happen but that's like our idea if we ever use a drone shot yeah i guess you could like yeah. I, w I wouldn't recommend putting it to like a balloon or anything the camera <laughs> but that's the other way that i could imagine you doing it but yeah probably don't do that yeah <laughs> unless you guys unless you got like a remote control helicopter or plane you can use that could yeah. work i feel in like the future though eventually yeah yeah that. it would be hard to like make it look like the rest of the footage since we're just shooting on iphone so i feel like it would just be like the last shot to shift so i don't think yeah we're doing it, but it was like a cool idea a different yeah. format yeah 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 also I'm sorry, you first. 
That'd be amazing. That'd be so cool. And also, those were really great choices for your list too, Jonas. Thank you. Now we move on to John Swan. Your turn, man. So, yeah, from like my list, um, I'll start off with the honorable mentions. Sure. So, uh, honorable honorable mention number one has to go to the green room. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. With Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the green room is about the uh, the punk band that um, they witness a murder and then they literally get stuck in the green room. I didn't actually know that was an A24 movie, but that's definitely an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting idea, too, about being in a green room. And that's basically the room where um, the performers, um, they wait there. Um, it's like the, uh, the rehearsal like kind of room, like they go there before and after. Yeah, really good like acting, too. And just the whole like idea of it was awesome. So that's uh, one honorable mention. The second honorable mention would have to be The Witch. Nice. I thought uh, when I, fr- I saw that in theaters in 2016, and um, I just liked how the movie was terrifying without, like, there wasn't even any, like, jump scares in it. It was just, like, pure terror. Just, like... And, like, um, that's probably one of my favorite, like, horror movies. Um like period pieces uh horror movies um and then for my other honorable mention it would have to be the um um lock or i'm not sure if i'm saying it correct yeah, but um tom lock um yeah it's uh with uh tom hardy and um it's a pretty awesome movie because the whole movie just takes place uh during a car ride Wow. And it's uh, him talking to, um, um, uh, it's about him trying to figure out like an affair that he had. And then he's also like dealing with work. It's a pretty intense movie. Yeah. So th- lo- those were, um, oh, sorry, what are you going to say? An all in one location. That's Yeah. Cool. It just takes place in uh, him driving is the whole movie. Wow. His life is and, falling apart. It's like all through yeah. like phone calls. It's amazing. And uh, Jonas, you're saying you like those movies where um, yeah, it's just like one location. So I'll yeah, definitely that's... like send. I'll send you the trailer for that too, because yeah, that could uh, give some ideas and stuff. Yeah. So those are just the um, honorable mentions. Is my bad. Um, <laughs> it's it was a really like tough decision. But uh, okay, so like for top three, number three would have to go to the lobster. Ooh. Nice. Nice. Have you guys? You guys have seen the uh, the lobster? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I didn't know what to think about it the first time I saw it, but now I understand it more, and it's it makes it pretty funny once you realize what they're trying to say with it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's like it's a really good like Colin Farrell performance. Like, I'd say it's probably like my favorite Colin Farrell performance. Wow. Um, I love how it's it's basically a black comedy about love and stuff and like society and like finding a partner. But it's like in a dystopian world where you have to like find a partner. Otherwise, if you don't, you get turned into an animal, which is pretty dark. And like, thank God it's not like that in real life. But that's <laughs> definitely number three. 
And um, uh, number two would have to go to the lighthouse. That's probably one of my favorite like movies at the moment. I just thought the acting was really strong and the story was good and the themes too. Um, the psychological like themes of being like isolated. Yeah, and it kind of like goes with like quarantine too, which is pretty trippy. <laughs> You'll never look at a seagull the same way again, I'm betting. Yeah. And uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, they just killed it. Like, really good acting. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then number one would just have to go to my favorite, all time favorite, um, A24 movie. Just, I love it for the aesthetics and the story. And that would have to be, go to Good Time Ooh, by the Safdie Brothers. Good choice. Love it. Very nice. I was like looking at it with uh, Good Time and uh, Uncut Gems. I think I watched Good Time more. It was like the first time I got really super into the. A24 movies and I just love everything about it I just love the aesthetic of it and just the acting and the really good story also the fact that like the main character is like an anti-hero he can't really be trusted but he would do anything for like his brother <clears throat> Very good. and uh, yeah those, that was my list but that was that was that took some thinking excellent choices John really good nice. thank you and also thanks for uh, the recommending good time I watched it a few weeks ago and I was hooked I'm really yeah. to see the new Batman I am really obsessed with that I think I've seen it like 20 times wow and now we move on to you Dane so I'm going to have a pretty long honorable mentions list. I think I have 10 that I want to mention before I get yeah. to my <laughs> Go ahead. Let's all, let's all go ahead. Um, so first honorable mention, uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Tusk. Have you guys seen that? It's Oh, yeah. I it's haven't, actually. It's so weird, but it's I didn't really like it, but it, yeah, I, it made an impact on me. So, I mean, I have to talk about it. Wait, I, did I, you say Kevin Smith? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I think I've heard of that now. I did not know that was A24. Walrus and, like, so was, like, Walrus Tusks on... I don't know. I didn't know what I thought about that. It was just, like... Like, I like weird movies, but I feel like that was a little, like, too weird. Like, I put it in the same <laughs> category as, like, Human Centipede or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really weird. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, it really disturbed me, but I, it was pretty funny that you have, like, Johnny Depp appear in the middle of it randomly. Johnny um, Depp is in it, no way. <laughs> you just have, like, really interesting, like, Haley Joel Osment. No way, um, six cents. And yeah, Justin Long is the main actor. It's just really weird. It's a really weird movie, and I don't know. That's an interesting like cast, though. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 something you won't forget. And it was filmed in Canada too, which was kind of interesting. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's just an experience. That's that's about it. But it's worth mentioning. I gotta I gotta check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's something else. Uh, and then after that, I have the Lobster, of course, great movie. Yes. Uh, Uncut Gems, Room, Florida Project, Moonlight, The Disaster Artist, Enemy, A Ghost Oh, door. right, The Disaster Artist. I forgot yep. that was A24. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Enemy was A24? Like, the film Enemy? Enemy was also 24. A24, yeah. Damn. Yeah. What's that? So, 
which I just learned this morning because it's one of my favorite all-time favorite Canadian movies, like top three in one of my one of my favorite movies of the decade in general. Oh right, the director. That's the. Is yeah, that the same director of Dune, right? Like the new one. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. yeah, right. I forgot about that. I just yeah. put that together. Yeah. Yeah, Dune's going to be amazing. Wow. Oh, I'm so hyper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And after that, I have a ghost story, which is just, it could have made it into my top three. It was so close to making it into my top three. It was, um, have you, have any of you guys seen it? Not Who's in that again? That's uh, Rudy Mara and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I think. Wow. Or sorry, no, sorry, Casey Affleck. Sorry, what am I saying? Casey, Casey Affleck. Affleck. I only have heard of that actually. No. He looks kind of like Joaquin Phoenix sometimes, but I know it's not Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Casey Affleck. He has like a beard in it and longer hair, so. Oh. Okay. I got them confused, but yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. You have you have Kesha in it. She's she plays one of the Kesha's in it. Which <laughs> you don't even you don't even know. Like I didn't even know that. Like. She's nice. Like uh, because she's draped in a in a cloth though for the whole performance. Like she plays. Wow. Like a stereo. It's like a stereotype of like what a ghost is, like the cartoony version of a ghost. Oh, okay. Like it's it's like in an emotional way that you actually feel like, yeah, this is a ghost. Like, it's it's in the it's in the sort of cliche way, but they break that cliche and they actually make it like emotionally gripping and and like actually beautiful. So it's unbelievable how they did this I, I love that's it. why i love a24 they just mm-hmm. someone has an idea they're like they just yeah like, let's do it yeah they just flip the conventions on his head on their head and just totally create something new and after that i have lock of course tom hardy that's one of my all-time yeah favorites. it almost made into my top three but my top yeah same with me too like, yeah i feel that it was so hard to name these, so... My it's a good movie, one. though. Like, underrated Tom Hardy <laughs> movie. Yeah. It's, 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 like, just the perfect length. It's, um... Mm-hmm. Has, like... It's just, like, the dialogue just grips you. It's so realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the shots of the highway, it just it just makes you feel like you're there, like, in the car with Tom Hardy. And it's just... Yeah. It's just a good storyline in a single location, I think. That's all you Where need. was the shot, by the way? Uh, Locke. Where was it shot? Uh, London... Yeah, takes place like on uh, like a highway between London and um, town outside of London. Oh, and by the way, Tom Holland is in that movie. He plays yeah. the voice of the son. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of Tom Holland, that was like one of his first movies, I think. Mm-hmm. He's really young in it. Yeah. So Bane and Spider-Man in the same film? Nice. I mm. Also Venom, too. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's better. Yeah. And then three to one, I have so number three, good time. Yes, just yes, unbelievable, unbelievable film. Uh, That's how we first time. met, too, Dane. Like <laughs> we first talked about good time. I remember that. Yeah, it's one of our really first. awesome moment. <laughs> That's the first thing we talked about. Yeah, exactly. It's so good, and it's 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 classic. It's an instant classic for sure. Um, number two, I think that one. movie definitely made Robert Pattinson like one of my favorite actors. <laughs> Good time, like his performance in the. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. It's shocking seeing him that way. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and number two, The Lighthouse. I had this at number one until I realized that actually Ex Machina was an A twenty four film. And yeah, I didn't know that either. Those two films I have like it's just so even, but it's like Ex Machina. I kind of I put it on another list as like my number 
eight or number seven film of the decade and lighthouse was like number eight or number nine so just like i want to have that consistency i don't want to be like a hypocrite so i, I put <laughs> i put that slightly higher than the lighthouse but honestly it could be one or two one and two either way it could be either way both are amazing films yeah Excellent. Sorry, nice list. Talked a lot about a lot of things there. (laughs) Well, this has certainly been a good time, indeed. (laughs) It sure has. And uh, so those were really great choices, by the way, man. I've watched all of them. Well done. And now my turn, I guess. So yes. three is one of my favorite horror films. And for its unique style and for not relying on any of the usual cliches or conventions, I'm giving this one to The Witch. Yes. Uh, Very nice. Wow. Usually I... Uh, <laughs> I usually have pro- like prob like kind of iffy sometimes about watching religious horror films, you know. Some, but I gave it a go, and I was like, "Wow, this yeah, watching something you haven't seen or heard of before." That, that should be a, the A twenty four slogan, actually. Looking forward to definitely. I actually watched The Witch like right, right after watching The Lighthouse, and I oh, okay. there were like similarities between them. Being it takes place in the 18th century with mm-hmm. people who like where strange things start to happen, and we and it's not clear if it's really magic or or you know just coincidental. And they're it, both it, like very like gothic. Um environments too like with those two movies pretty much yeah and um if you plan to watch this film also um well for me anyway i i had to watch this one with subtitles because some of the like the dialogue was very like shakespeare not shakespearean wouldn't you say like something yeah um i forgot that language is called yeah it's like the they oh i forgot the language is called yeah i understand like the sort of early american like the pilgrim yeah yeah very like yeah yeah very different from our everyday language today yeah yeah the message also of the film like it really says that evil comes in many forms like in a way you don't expect it to be like in this case some a rabbit or a goat yeah and uh by the way um have you seen uh, the witch jonas uh no but i did watch the lighthouse i definitely like want to watch the witch though it's really great yeah really really great and to those here who are listening and haven't seen the witch yet wouldst thou like to live deliciously (laughs) be prepared that's actually a pretty like thinking about it now that's a pretty like scary like movie too yeah i watched it in theaters too like i remember like i don't want to like spoil anything but like coming out from it i was like whoa like damn yeah very well done and again and this is and also not bad for robert eggers this is his first feature film actually his first movie that 
And also the witch serves like the setting and the atmosphere is actually one of the influences for another film I'm writing, which I believe I told you about The Wanderer. Right, right. Really good yeah. choice. That's a good thing about like another good thing from like quarantine is we were just able to think of like a lot of ideas like mm-hmm. staying at home. Very true. Agreed. It makes me like excited to see what like other like movies are gonna come in the next five years just like from like quarantine and stuff. Like oh yeah. Should be interesting. That's what this quarantine is. It's a gift and a curse. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Moving on to my number two, which, by the way, is the only one that is of the top three that isn't horror. It's a film that I found very, like, inspirational and very relatable from my, from, and I think we can all find it relatable from all our years in high school. I give this one to Lady Bird. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yes. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I'm see it fully. I'm only seeing the yeah, I need to watch it fully. Yeah, that's probably one of like the best, like most recent uh, coming of age movies, along with uh, like Jonas said, um, mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Like those are some good coming of age movies because they both take place at a certain time period, and people just like relate to them. Definitely, yeah. And this film also is what introduced me to and got me hyped for what's next for, uh, am I pronouncing his name right? Uh, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Is it Chalamet? Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. I know you're like halfway through you said I don't know yeah I didn't read the the full thing but um, I know like it's kind of a lengthy book but what were you saying about Dune oh I was just wondering if you guys have all read it or like who here has read or started I've read uh, like some of it but I gotta finish reading it and I've seen the the 1980 version of it um if you don't want to read the whole book you can like because the the denis villeneuve movie is going to be split into two right right just read up to a certain point then you'll be like ready for the movie because i feel like it'll definitely be good to read like for me reading the book i can like see more like what his (laughs) like what it's going to look like before even seeing a trailer yet let the spice flow yeah. <laughs> but the spice flow. Agree. Yeah. And uh about Lady Bird, like I like it's really relatable. Like I was like it really like wow really mm-hmm. reflected to many events that happened during my youth, like in like from during high school, which like by the way. And trying yeah. to go to university, like like moving on with your life and getting ready to face the world out there, which is what the main character, uh, Lady Bird, of course, is dealing with. Yeah, I liked how it showcased like the teen angst and stuff, and stuff with like relationships and just like finding like your own identity of who you like want to become. 
that's right yeah and it's still like relatable for anyone today too Mm, like everyone just goes through it and i'm glad they made a movie about that sure yeah and also it's at its core it's also i like how they portray the relationship between uh the main character uh, lady bird and her mother like a very turbulent relationship Mm -hmm. but despite that they still love each other even it's like a tough love sort of thing Mm, very much so yeah tough love tough love mm -hmm. Like, also, it's a good message, too, that shows, yeah, like, loving others is, of course, is a necessity, but we also must prepare them for what, for the harsh realities sometimes, is to help Definitely. them get through. That's why I love it. And it always holds a special place in my heart, too. Uh, and now- it really shows the thing about, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. You go first. I was going to say, yeah, it shows, like, the thing about, like, parenthood do like sure your parents may be like tough on you and stuff but it's just because they like love you and they're just yeah they're just trying to prepare you mm-hmm. and yeah it just goes back to the tough love thing definitely mm-hmm. and really and also a good dynamic between the her mom and dad like the dad is more good cop and the mom's more like bad cop that's how i compare right, them. yeah yeah <laughs> Well done. And also, thanks, guys, for their recommendation, too, about the too. No worries. And before I get to my number one, I have just a few honorable mentions, uh, like uh, The Lobster. Yes. Then there's um, the director's next work, um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is also... Oh, top. right, right, yeah. Very creepy, by the way. Another um, good next? Colin Farrell performance. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. Pretty intense movie, too. Definitely, yeah. Mm, like, very, one of the most difficult viewing experiences for me, too. Yeah, I was like, ooh. <laughs> then the other would have to be Good Time. Nice. The Lighthouse, Ex Machina, and Midsommar. And my number one favorite A24 film is another horror film, which, again, I love for its defying genre conventions. And also it's a film that even that even sometimes it kept me like have gave me nightmares in some some days and still does to this day. I give number one to Hereditary. Nice. That's probably the scariest film I've seen. Like before that, yeah. it was actually the first I've seen during quarantine. It's pretty like intense. That one, mm-hmm. the director definitely did like a good job. But oh yeah, that's a power of like A twenty four. Like I guess just the creative freedom and like if they want to make something like super terrifying and scary then they will so like okay you got the power to do this and they succeeded with that one uh, you you mentioned that you haven't seen it yet jonas yeah and i've never seen hereditary yet you will love it's, it it's yeah it's it's definitely a watch like um yeah 
it's on it's on Netflix, by the way. Like, yeah, it's really like again, no jump scares, no gore, no like nameless one-dimensional characters, just pure suspense and dread, and it focuses on terrifying imagery. It has you like looking what's going on in the background to really frighten you. I've seen like just pure terror. What I've seen of it, it really reminds me of. Uh, have you seen the movie Gummo? Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of is it Harmony similar to that anyway? Yeah. That movie, like, because um, that movie yeah, also. Kind of in a way, yeah, definitely. It's but, like, um, it's more like horror. Of oh, the I thing. see what you mean. Yeah, because, like, Gummo, like, I don't know. I don't know why. It's, like, un- it's an uncomfortable, like, film. Yeah, like, I, that's what I was trying to say, yeah. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, Gummo? Yeah, G. Yeah, Harmony yeah. Corinne. Ah, I see. I see. All right. So, I see what you mean, though. It definitely has that. Um, it definitely has that. Um, I am sorry, oh. tongue twister. Wow. Um, uncomfortable feeling when you watch it. Yeah. With uncomfortable like imagery. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why it's a good horror movie too, just because like, without the jump scares and stuff, it just like brings that sort of like anxiety on you like this is not like right sort of thing and also it's more than just a horror film but in a way it's a social commentary on family issues and the topic of Mm -hmm. mental illness like what kind of demons we might inherit from our parents or ancestors Mm -hmm. very well done like the the fact that it takes place in an in an urban area with a, a normal middle-aged family just gave it that realistic feel it could actually happen yeah it's like oh. so well done and tony collette she was she delivered the performance of a lifetime great actress yeah she's getting get nominated yeah i also but, really liked her in um Little Miss Sunshine, that's probably one of my favorite yeah. dramas. Is that the girl from uh, Little Miss Sunshine, the main girl? The one, the same one as in Hereditary? Um, oh no, sorry, I was talking about, so the the mom in Hereditary? Oh, is in Little Miss Is the mom in uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Wow. I didn't, oh. Okay, oh. Yeah. But yeah, they're both. Just like, I like just, just watched Little Miss Sunshine, so now I can like. Yeah. That's a that wasn't A twenty four, but that's like it was. that's like before A twenty four. But that's definitely I feel like that could have been an A twenty four movie. Yeah, definitely. Oh right, with Paul Dano, the one you yeah. Also, Paul Dano is gonna be the the Riddler in the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. <laughs> and yeah, Bond movie too, and the villain in our Bond movie as well. Uh, Dane, we're just talking about uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, don't worry. I, I heard you guys. I just had to like quickly do something, but I was I was still listening. Oh no worries. Man. But yeah, uh, uh, Jonas, that's a that's probably like one of my favorite um, drama films. And I like the message of it too. Like, I like the line that um, Paul Dano said. Like, he was colorblind, but he says, "If I want to find a way to fly, then I'll do it," even though he was colorblind. Yeah, really yeah. inspiring. I'll give it a view for definitely as well. It's a very good feel-good movie. Like after you watch it, yeah, it's true. Like, like Little Miss Sunshine. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Oh, very I... inspiring. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Were you gonna say? My bad. Oh, so I was just gonna say it's kind of off topic, but I was thinking about your Bond film, and I just remembered the scene from like Catch Me If You Can, and it like just gave me the. I feel like that when he. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but yeah, I feel like that's the because he like is like at the same age. I feel like as you're thinking, and he's like independent, and then there's yeah. like a scene where he gets in like the Bond car. And I feel like it's yeah, I just thought about that for your movie. <laughs> that's a good movie. That's Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, that's correct. I haven't seen that since high school. That's a good movie, though. It is, yeah. yeah. With, like young Leonardo DiCaprio. Young Leonardo, yeah. Wow. And Tom Hanks, right? And Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks is the yeah. top. Yeah. Thank Great you. list, everybody. And you definitely need to watch it, Dane and Jonas. It's a really yeah, good I'll watch it. I'll watch it like this week for sure. It's mm-hmm. the one that cooked me into the the lovely work of A24. Also, it made me appreciate more horror films that don't rely on jump scares for once. Mm-hmm. Definitely love it. Once you get it, you watch it, you'll see where all this is heading, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say we're like living in a renaissance of like horror movies. Like we're starting to get more away from the jump scare stuff. Like some some mainstream Hollywood movies still do it, but mm-hmm. there's like it, this is like the beginning of a renaissance for horror movies, which kind of reminds me of like the stuff from like the seventies and like eighties, which I'm excited for. Yeah, definitely. Same here great list really well done and it looks like that is all the time we have left for today's show yeah. thank you for coming here jonas we wish you luck in whatever projects you're working on for the future it was thank good you. meeting you man yes. hey guys, nice you. yeah i'll see you guys thanks let me know if you want me on the podcast again or anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Keep in touch, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Bye, guys. Again, thank you guys for a good time as well. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Have, a Have a good week, everybody. See ya. See ya.